Hello ladies and gents and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate y'all listening and let's go ahead and start getting the house rules in order before we get started. If you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way to know when the new episodes come out. Also, if you have a chance, leave us a review. We have a bunch of five-star reviews on iTunes. It's fucking amazing. Best thing about leaving us a review is that if anybody's looking for gun-related content on a podcast platform, uh, it is the best way for them to help us find to a lifestyle podcast. So if you leave us a good review, I would greatly appreciate it. Or if you leave us a shitty review, at least tell us what we're doing wrong so that way maybe we can improve on the podcast for you guys. Uh, also check us out on social media. We are on Facebook under the number 2A Lifestyle. On Instagram we are 2 spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Also we have a Patreon account. Anything that you guys give us on Patreon I greatly appreciate. Uh, everything that we get on Patreon goes directly back into this podcast. Uh, it's for publishing the podcast. It is for... Um, buying new shit like we had uh the mic go out not too long ago uh so you know mike uh helped us out or the money helped us out with the mic shit like that so i mean anything you guys give it is greatly appreciated and you can give as little as one dollar i mean like i said literally anything will help us out so uh greatly appreciate everybody that is a patreon also this is a new thing that we have going on and you can go check out on social media and you can see exactly what we're talking about but uh ourselves you know to a lifestyle uh the at home ffl that is not an ffl yet tack cat in freedom fied fried father uh we are all gun social media content creators and we are doing a little contest there is going to be exactly one week left by the time this podcast is published, we are going to be picking a winner the last weekend of August. And what we're doing is we are looking to help grow the shooting sports. We are helping, looking to help sh- uh, shooters that are in the shooting sports. So if you're in the shooting sports, whether it be USPSA, IDPA, 3Gun, IPSC, whatever it may be, all you have to do is write us a short essay saying why we should pick you to be the meme lord sponsored shooter and submit us a little video it could be funny it can be serious and then also your best homemade dankest meme and basically what we're going to do is once we get all our submissions we're going to come together as a group and we're going to decide who is the winner and if you win what does that mean basically what it means is that you're going to get some swag from all of us it means that you're going to get uh, free publicity from all the pages and we are going to get a uh, t-shirt slash jersey uh, for you and all we ask is that you take a picture of you with that jersey at a shooting match so if you are in the shooting sports and you are looking for a little help a little free publicity uh, reach out to us on social media submit those things in a DM and we will pick a winner and we will announce the winner on the podcast and on our pages so be looking out for that so with that let's go ahead and start getting into the show Love me if you always play dead. Wanna leave it 
And since we are talking about the shooting sports, let's go ahead and announce some news that has gone on in the shooting sports since our last episode. This first article comes to us from Ameland and it is published on the 21st and basically it is stating that Team Ruger captures the Pennsylvania State IDPA Championship. Uh, so Team Ruger, uh, it's showing James McGinty and Dave excuse me if I pronounce his name incorrectly, Alhasso. Uh, they won their divisional wins in the 2020 Pennsylvania IDPA Championship. Uh, go for them. This next story also comes to us from England, and it is also involving the shooting sports. Uh, Bushnell elite, opt, or elite tactical shooters and products on display at national PS, PRS match. There was a national PRS match in Missouri, hosted by Vapor Trail Valley LLC in Spicard. Uh, Bushnell Elite and Vapor Trail Steel Siege. Uh, they fixed. They you know had a mixture of prone, modified prone, positional shooting challenges. They had over 100 comp- competitors, and their distances included 1,400 yards. That's pretty good. Uh, but the Bushnell, El- oh, goddamn, I can't know if I can say the Bushnell Elite Tactical sponsored shooters. Uh, a Robert Brantley uh, placed fifth. Uh, a Troy Livesay or Livesay, and he placed seventh. And then Mark Copper, uh, who placed first in the tactical division, placed 11th overall. So go for them. Uh, I'm happy. Like I said, I love the shooting sports. So I'm going to every chance I can get, I'm going to post or you know talk about it on the podcast, talk about it on the social media pages. Uh, and this next article also comes to us from Emland. I will say Emland, they have a lot of good articles, but they also cover a lot of the shooting sports. So go on them. But uh, title of it was uh, John Vlieger takes home high overall at the TPS UPS, USPSA at the Civilian Marksmanship Program, Alabama Sectional 2020. So good job on him. And our last news on the shooting sports: Jesse Harrison, who is a is sponsored by Bushnell and Hops, uh, she is going to be competing in the USPSA Area Three match. Uh, so good luck, Jesse, on that. So that is going to be it on the shooting sports. Let's start getting into some of the crazy shit that has occurred in the gun world since our last podcast. And what has gone on in the gun world since our last podcast? Well, if you haven't been living under a fucking rock, you will understand that the Ninth Circuit struck down California's gun magazine banned there's going to be several news articles on this. Uh, the primary sources are going to be from Amelan and the Firearms blog. But basically what had occurred was uh, back earlier, I think it might have been early this year or late last year. Honestly, I cannot remember off the top of my head. Uh, one judge from the Ninth Circuit uh, shot down the California gun ban, or gun magazine ban, and what we had was called Freedom Week. And what happened during Freedom Week was, during five days, there was absolute pandemonium in California as everybody ordered standard, not high capacity. I said that again: standard, not high capacity magazines. Standard capacity magazines will include a 15-round magazine for a Glock 19, or a 17-round magazine for a Glock 17, or a 30-round magazine for an AR-15 or AK-47 style rifle. So during the five days, thousands and thousands of magazines, I'm sure, were shipped to the Republican or the God, the Republic. 
Y'all, I'm sorry. It, you know, I fucking work six days a week, so I am a little brain fried. But uh, thousands of magazines were shipped to California during those five days before a stay was put in by the state, stating that they wished to seek it to a higher level of appellate court, which in this case was a three-judge panel. And that three-judge panel is what struck down the California gun magazine ban, basically stating that they agreed with the one judge earlier, Judge Benitez. And basically what they said is that they agreed with him. And what has happened, though, unfortunately, is that a lot of stores are still not selling to California. And the reason is is because... that the original stay that was put in after the one judge struck down the California magazine ban is actually still in place. Now some uh, retailers, online retailers, are still selling, uh, are decided to go ahead and sell to California citizens, but um, unfortunately, you know, if you are in California and you are afraid of going to jail, uh, that is something that I would definitely look into because the stay is still in place. A lot of the larger retailers like uh, Palmetto, Brownells, they're waiting for that stay to be lifted, which it has not yet. Uh, now, the state of California has asked to go to the higher level of appellate judges, which is going to be, I believe, a 12-judge panel, and they're going to ask for a, another opinion from a larger spectrum of judges. Now, as we know, the Ninth Circuit is largely liberal. Uh, they are the most struck-down appellate court by the Supreme Court in the United States than any other circuit, uh, federal circuit court in the country. So, but now here's the thing, and I'm not going to get too political on this. I'm just going to be stating facts. So before you start saying one thing or another, understand that these are actually just facts. Uh, I, and I'm just going to come out front and say that I'm not a humongous Trump fan. Uh, I like some things that Trump is doing, but I am obviously not a huge fan of what Trump has done for the Second Amendment. He has uh, basically gotten rid of a particular set of firearm accessories, which is the bump stock bans. Uh, he personally asked the ATF to look again at bump stock bans. And, you know, the ATF had looked at bump stocks previously, several times already, and said, yes, this is just a firearm accessory. It does not turn a firearm into a machine gun because if you look at the actual law stating what a machine gun is that does not meet what a bump stock does to a firearm but ATF basically gave them the directive to make this illegal after the Las Vegas shootings uh, he has also stated in regards to mass shootings that uh, Take the guns first, do due process later. That is not what our country is. I mean, imagine, say, for example, the government was to come take your house or put you in jail, but you have to wait till later for due process. That is absolute horseshit. So uh, I'm not a humongous fan of Trump when it comes to shit like this. But Trump has, in fact, appointed conservative judges. Now, this is what a lot of independent voters, a lot of voters that are Second Amendment minded, but not really Republicans. Uh, that is the reason why they voted for Trump in 2016. It's because they knew there was going to be openings on the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court obviously is what, oh, you know, they kind of pretty much dictate law. They 
quote-unquote interpret the law but a lot of times what they do is they actually dictate law uh, I'm going to again keep my personal opinions on this but there are many cases and if you look at the history of the Supreme Court and this is me being the history of political science major undergrad uh, nerd in me is saying if you look at Marbury v Madison which is the court case that the Supreme Court stated that they can struck down strike down laws uh, there is no uh, constitutional context uh, in regards to that, but uh, in Marbury v. Madison, uh, the Supreme Court actually gave them this power. Uh, it was, you know, again, not going to get too much into a history lesson, but, you know, it's kind of strange that a branch of the government dictated its own power. Anyway, Trump, God, I, I'm sorry for fucking going into it. I'm two uh, yinglings in now, so I'm starting to get a little loose lipped, but. Uh, fucking uh, the Supreme Court is very important for the Second Amendment because obviously here in my home state well not my home state but the state that I live in Alabama uh, you know I don't have to worry too much about politicians passing gun control that is going to impede on my Second Amendment rights but if I lived in states like Illinois New Jersey California uh, I am going to have that issue where state politicians really don't give a shit about the Second Amendment and they're going to pass gun control legislation that's obviously what is happening in California and that's why this law is being challenged now Trump does not only appoint Supreme Court judges he also appoints federal judges now these judges are confirmed through the United States Senate but if you look at the makeup of the Ninth Circuit which is a lot of judges a lot of those judges are appointed by Trump now still there's still a lot of judges in there that are appointed by politicians like Obama by Clinton even some by Reagan and Bush 41 and 42 or 41 and 43 so uh, you know that's the thing about judges it is a lifetime appointment until uh, either the judge dies or the judge decides to retire so uh, but that is a good thing and that's what is happening with these judges that are ruling this way so uh, you know we had a big thing earlier in the episode where the Supreme Court decided to not take on any new Second Amendment cases earlier this year but that is because uh, Chief Justice John Roberts uh, he is uh, was supposed you know appointed supposedly by a conservative judge or uh, president who is supposedly Second Amendment friendly, but obviously Chief Justice John Roberts has come out and been one of the most obviously surprisingly liberal judges. Uh, he has stated that he will side with the liberal anti-gun justices in the Second Amendment cases. So if this ends up going to the Supreme Court, it is very interesting to see how this will go, but nobody in there's mama would have thought that the Ninth Circuit would have upheld Judge Benitez's uh, ruling in regards to shooting it down the California gun magazine ban. So, uh, what I would recommend is, you know, because if the Ninth Circuit rules that the uh, gun magazine ban is uh, unconstitutional, do I think California will continue it to the Supreme Court? Honestly, it's probably a 50-50 flip of the coin kind of chance because uh, these anti-gun politicians from around the country do get together and they do talk. Uh, you know, like for example, New York. New York, when they had the um, uh, Second Amendment case come up and they decided to get rid of the law and try and say the, the law was moot, 
uh, so that way it wouldn't go to the Supreme Court. They did that because they didn't want their uh, challenge, which they knew was unconstitutional, to affect the rest of the country and the rest of the anti-gun uh, areas, the anti-gun politicians. So it, it, if California decides to not do it, um, that will be interesting. But if it does, and the Ninth Circuit, Ninth Circuit continues in the 12-judge panel to say that this law is unconstitutional, that is federal precedent, and that will also affect places like New Jersey, where there also is gun magazine limitations, Colorado, uh, New York, that has far-reaching capabilities. Now, I guarantee you, New Jersey will still probably have those laws in place, but gun rights organizations will challenge those laws, and it will go to the Supreme Court uh, because you know you at that point in time you might have two uh, federal uh, judicial circuits. Uh, saying two different things and this has happened before look at gay marriage uh, gay marriage you've had uh, more conservative federal circuits saying that uh, gay marriage was not a constitutional right and then of course you had others that said it was so you had two circuits kind of nullifying each other so the Supreme Court had to step in and they had to rule that gay marriage was a constitutional right um, it's very interesting, folks. It, you know, if this current election, uh, again, not going to get political, but you know, obviously Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they have already flat out stated that they want to impose more gun control. They flat out stated that they want to get rid of quote unquote assault weapons. Uh, so it is a very, very possible, very real possibility, especially if they win the Senate. But even if they don't win the Senate. That if they appoint federal judges, because you're looking at fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, I mean, they got to plop her ass up uh, on a stretcher and shoot her up with something, I'm sure, to get her to open her eyes uh, to even get herself past the 45-degree angle from which she normally hunches over at. So uh, it'll be very interesting uh, once this election is over to see who is going to make up the continuing chief just or the continuing Supreme Court justices and the continuing federal judges. So that is all I'm going to say about that. Uh, it's very interesting, very real what is going on. I would definitely say that we need to keep an eye on it. Uh, this next story, it comes to us from Amaland and it is going to do with the NRA again. And now basically, uh, what is going on is we stated earlier uh, in last episode that the New York Attorney General's office has filed suit to dissolve the NRA. They have claimed that the NRA has abused their positions and misappropriated approximately $64 million from NRA funds. Uh, now, this is not only now the NRA, the NRA uh, but the NRA. NRA ILA, uh, so many fucking acronyms, that's why I was never too good with them in the Army, but uh, it is interesting to see, and now, Wayne LaPierre published a letter on MLN, this was published on the 18th, uh, and the title of it is, NRA's Wayne LaPierre has a message for its members. Now, I don't, this is, I believe I posted this on our social media, uh, but it is very comical, uh, especially the shit that he's saying, uh, basically stating that the uh, financial house of the NRA uh, is strong, we need to keep it strong, all this kind of shit. Uh, I'm not honestly even going to go into much detail of what it says just because it is too stupid. Uh, the fact that the NRA is still uh, going on 
and allowing Wayne LaPierre to abuse his position, to abuse that organization just to make himself richer and allowing himself to continue to stay in power. It's just fucking stupid. Uh, you know, the NRA is a great gun rights organization, in my opinion, and many people disagree with me on that, but the NRA has uh, a foundation that not no other gun organization has its foundation and its strength in what it has. Uh, the Gun Owners of America does have a lobbying group, but it's not very powerful. Uh, the NRA's lobbying group right now probably isn't that powerful already to begin with, uh, but it was powerful before it got into such financial straits. And I will say, even though that the uh, NRA has squandered millions upon millions of dollars and, and done so illegally, in my opinion, and done definitely done so immorally and unethically, um, you've had uh, liberal politicians, especially in New York, uh, do things to strike blows on it to make this current financial situation the NRA is in uh, expedient, uh, whereas the NRA probably would have done this maybe in 10 or 15 years, uh, liberal politicians, uh, more so anti-gun politicians, has sped up the process and now it is in a very, I hate to say critical time because I don't want to sound doom and gloom like the NRA, but it definitely is a critical time, I definitely will say, because uh, you know the Democratic Party, it seems just like Trump is you know, and the Republicans swing hard right, the Democrats swing hard left, and doing and swinging hard left, they are embracing gun control and anti-gun, uh, anti-Second Amendment, anti-freedom policies uh, in regards to trying to take away our rights and liberties to gun ownership. So, it is what it is, and it's even stranger going into this next story, and I wanted to throw this in here because this comes to us from The Atlantic. The Atlantic is not a conservative publication. Um, but they are even stating that they're, uh, the Democrats are embracing an unprecedented amount of gun control. Uh, so the Atlantic is obviously kind of touting this. Uh, you know, you, they're talking about uh, Bloomberg supporters. And, of course, it's got uh, what's-her-face. Oh, shit, the Tulsi Gabbard, uh, the chick that was shot in the head a while back in Arizona. Uh, they're talking about what they're going to do to our Second Amendment rights. They're asking for universal background checks, which is, of course, uh, an ultimate ban on quote-unquote assault weapons, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but I bet you if they decided to poll Americans nowadays, they're going to find that most Americans do not want this because with guns being purchased at all-time highs, uh, even by you know, Democrats who probably supported gun control politicians, they're probably thinking, hey, this isn't such a bad thing, especially in these unprecedented times that we're having of uh, pandemic and social unrest going on at the exact same time. Uh, fucking murder hornets and genetically modified uh, mosquitoes uh, being released and, and so on. And, and fucking uh, two hurricanes hitting the Gulf. And now there's an asteroid coming uh, to fucking Earth that they're saying there's a slim chance of, of hitting before the election. Uh, even though they said it's small and it'll fucking break up in, in the atmosphere. <laughs> Shit's getting crazy, folks, in fucking 20. Uh, it's insane. Um, but 
Also, on the flip side, uh, this comes to us from NBC News, uh, and the title of it is Guns, the NRA, and the Second Amendment are Under Assault from the Left. This is definitely, um, I will say, in the political climate, I will say the uh, anti-gun control or the anti-gun politicians, the pro-gun control politicians, are feeling emboldened about what's happening now. They are feeling emboldened that Americans are attacking politicians on every level, the federal, the state, the local. Uh, they are attacking them for what is going on in the response in regards to um, the pandemic response, uh, feeling you know they're attacking them in regards to their civil unrest that might be happening in their areas. They're attacking them on regards to law enforcement reform. I mean, you know, fucking normally people bitch about politicians because of taxes, uh, immigration, fucking immigration is just out the window. Nobody's fucking talking about immigration no more. Uh, talking to them about their foreign policy. Uh, when was the last time you heard somebody mention something about troops in Afghanistan uh, or troops in Syria or Iraq or Africa or wherever the fuck? They don't, people aren't giving a shit anymore about that. Uh, They're only caring about domestic issues. And domestically, the United States is a bit of a shitstorm right now. Uh, so because of this, uh, politicians that are not in control at the moment are feeling emboldened to attack the politicians that are in control. And unfortunately at the moment, uh, the politicians that are in control call themselves uh, pro-gun politicians, uh, and the people that are out of power are pro-gun control politicians. And because of that, the pro-gun control politicians are using this as in um, as a window of opportunity to attack these politicians. And, uh, you know, and I will say that every Democrat is not a gun control politician. Uh, up until like 2010 or 2012, even though that was eight to ten years ago, and it seems like a lifetime now, uh, you know, I remember writing papers about it in college uh, that, you know, the state that I'm in, Alabama, was controlled by Democrats in the state legislature. And none of them would have voted, well, nearly all of them would not have voted for any kind of pro-gun control measure. Uh, so it is definitely dependent on the politician. Also, I think very much so dependent on the level of government that these people are in. So uh, it is very much under attack from the left. And I think we need to especially uh, talk to our politicians. If you have, you know, and if you are a first-time gun buyer and you're listening to this, uh, I hope you are finding it informative. I hope that you are getting the information you need. But also, I hope that you're using this information to make informed decisions later on. Uh, get trained use proper equipment don't just have a gun in your pocket you know swinging all fucking loosely don't just have a gun tucked into your waistband you know proper equipment but also you need to talk to your politicians make sure that the politicians that are in your office know to defend your second amendment right and i do that to my you know i do that to my politicians even though most of my damn all my politicians are pro-gun except for one. Uh, I have one state Democratic or one Democratic U.S. senator uh, from my state. Uh, he was elected on a fluke because the fucking oh the fucking Republicans uh, elected basically a pedophile and fucking Judge Roy Moore in the GOP primary. Uh, 
Um, you know, but I think Doug Jones doesn't have a chance this year in the in the November elections. But I still let Doug Jones know that you were elected, uh, and the majority of people in his state, which is Alabama, are pro-gun, and he needs to vote in such measures. Uh, now again doesn't really matter a whole lot because uh, the Senate is in control of Republicans who call themselves pro-gun politicians, even though we know that's not always the case. Uh, but so far it has been so. Uh, until proven otherwise, that's what I will say. Uh, and it's up to you guys to make sure that your politicians are held accountable. Uh, call them, write them letters, send them emails. Best thing, honestly, I love is you need to write them letters. Yeah, you know, going and get a stamp sucks ass because it takes up a lot of your time. Um, but if you write them a letter, uh, it has to be archived in their uh, records. Uh, you know, when I was in my undergrad doing historical and political science research, I've gone to a couple of different old politicians' records, and they keep every letter. So it just goes to show that you can make some sort of impact. Whether that politician actually reads your letter or not, your politician has to open that letter. They have to keep it. They have to archive it. All that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's something that I'd recommend. Um, next thing we're going to talk about, and we're starting to, this is going to be our last segment in the main segment, um, is interesting in the fact that uh, I am a humongous consumer of podcasts. Uh, I am like uh, pretty much everybody else that listens to podcasts. I really like listening to do, to Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan had Rob Lowe on recently. I'm a humongous Parks and Rec fan, uh, so because of that, obviously, I listen to it. Uh, you know, I don't listen to every Joe Rogan show because you know a lot of them are just about Paul. You know comedian on comedian and you know, I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff uh, Joe Rogan I think actually has very good informative guest on there that you know inspire thought uh, which I hope this podcast does to you uh, but he had Rob Lowe on there and uh, on there Joe Rogan and I knew this was uh, happened last year because every October uh, him uh, his friends Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and Ari Shafir, they have something was called Sober October. Uh, and in sub Sober October this year, they decided to try something new. Well, Joe Rogan and Tom Segura, uh, which Tom Segura is a fucking amazing, amazing stand-up comedian. I love stand-up comedy. Uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer are actually some of my favorites. Um, but uh, Tom Segura and Joe Rogan went to a gun range. Uh, that was their thing. Uh, and Joe Rogan talked about it on his podcast with Rob Lowe. Uh, Joe Rogan mentioned that he's going to Toronto Tactical. He's taking uh, gun classes there. Uh, he said Rob Lowe should go with him. And the video leaked out. Uh, Joe Rogan is you know, pretty big into social media. He's got a lot of followers. He posts a lot of videos and stuff. Uh, and there's a video of him at Toronto Tactical with Rob Lowe. And it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about Rob Lowe, or not Rob Lowe, fuck, I'm sorry, god dang, uh, Taran Tactical, uh, basically sexually harassing uh, his barely fucking 18 employee, uh, and she was an employee because he sponsored her, I mean, she, he, you know, takes her out there, pays her, it's just like a job, uh, and everybody's known this kind of about Taran uh, Butler, that he's pretty much of a creep. He only surrounds himself with gun bunnies. Uh, but I mean, this girl, I mean, 
you know, if you remember the video, it was just very fucking creepy. And I showed my girlfriend, and I said, you know, you're you're a woman. Um, you know, what is your perspective on this? And she thought it was fucking creepy as shit, too. I was like, I just don't want to think. Because, like, I already clearly had a bias against Taran Butler because, uh, you know, I don't take him seriously. Like, he, had, he has great magazine uh, base pads uh, for, you know, numerous weapons. Uh, but... And also, I'm sorry, and also, uh, you know, you see the cool videos of Keanu Reeves training at Turan Tactical, getting ready for the John Wick movies, and then also, uh, Turan also has several custom-made firearms that Keanu Reeves uses in the John Wick movies. But, um, you know, personally, I think Turan Butler is a fucking creep, you know. I am certainly not going to uh, bag somebody uh, who is not, you know, fucking raw blow, uh, and he has, you know, an amazingly hot girlfriend or whatever. Uh, but obviously, that is kind of not the case with Taran Butler because it's not his girlfriend. These are his fucking employees. Um, and, you know, that's kind of same thing. Not, com- you know, I, he just is fucking weird or maybe a little get put off a creep vibe because you know shit the manager of a hooters or a twin peaks he has to hire good-looking girls even though that's not necessarily the case around me uh he has to hire good-looking girls because you know hooters has kind of like got that persona that image of the hot chick with obviously big fucking hooters uh and you know and wearing a skimpy outfit uh being your waitress but especially when that video is released you realize that shit, you know, Tran Butler is more than a fucking, just a weird, creepy dude. Like, it is uh, fucking sexual harassment. It is borderline pedo, if not into pedo. Uh, you know, I'm not saying pedo as in, like, you know, 12-year-old girls, but, like, you know, obviously, fuck, if, if 16, 17-year-old girls that look like they're probably 20... You know, if they're good looking and Taran Butler has a chance to smash him, I'm sure he probably would, especially if he was told he would never get caught or any kind of shit like that. So, I just thought it was interesting because he, us in the gun world, um, we know Taran Butler's shtick, uh, especially in fucking Hollywood where everybody's so fucking woke. Uh, you know, you have the Me Too movement that broke out there and, and kind of went across the country uh, and all that kind of shit. But you obviously still have uh, very powerful people like Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Joe Rogan, Rob Lowe. They're still training there. Um, and obviously if we fucking message you know, Keanu Reeves or Joe Rogan or Rob Lowe, they're not going to fucking pay attention to us. They get thousands upon thousands of messages today, and they're sure as shit not going to pay attention to us. So, I mean, what is something that we in the gun community do to say, hey, you know, this is an issue. You are supporting somebody that is uh, into sexual harassment, is possibly... Uh, you know, borderline pedo kind of thing. I don't know. Um, it, it's just something that I wanted to put out there. Uh, fuck, you know, if you're best friends with Joe Rogan, uh, and if Joe Rogan finds out about this, I'm sure he'd fucking blow the lid on this thing. I'm not into the cancel culture. I'm into the anti-fucking pedo sexual harassment kind of culture. 
and you know, not fucking virtue signaling, but I swear to fucking God, if that was my daughter, and I have a fucking daughter, if that was my daughter that I saw fucking Taran Butler doing that shit to, uh, you know, I could be able to tell that my daughter was uncomfortable, with, you know, in that situation, which she obviously was. And then not only that, to have Taran Butler's other fucking gun bunnies. Uh, go on social media, and obviously they have a humongous following because there's plenty of fucking boomers and white knights out there that follow that kind of fucking pages. Um, to have them go out there and then attack that poor girl like they did, it's just fucking horse shit. Uh, and that's just something I just kind of want to put out there. I'm not, not you know, signaling cancel culture, not signaling virtue signaling. I just thought it was fucking interesting and just kind of wanted to put it out there to everybody. Maybe get their opinions. Uh, if you have any fucking opinions or ideas about it, feel free to reach out to me on social media uh, or you can reach out to me at 2alifestyle at mail.com. Uh, all that kind of good shit. So that's going to end our main segment. Before we go on into the gun gear news and reviews, let me go ahead and talk about our great sponsor, Cold War Concealment. Cliff is doing amazing shit out there at Cold War Concealment. Uh, he posted something the other day uh, that, you know, I asked him for some holsters. Um, and I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, I'd be, be more than happy to pay and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, I, you know. He hasn't sent me a bill yet, but, I mean, his shit is good enough that I'm wanting to spend my own money on it. Uh, and he said, hey, you know, I got some cool ideas. Do you mind if I try it on these holsters? And I said, man, you could put fucking dicks on there. I wouldn't care. It'd just be a good conversation good conversation starter at the range. Um, so it apparently seems that one of my col- uh, holsters that is coming in is going to be Hello Kitty print. Um, so he's got some fun. He's got some cool shit coming out there. Uh, I probably actually, um, when my daughter gets old enough and that she can, you know, carry a holster of her own, I got that Glock 44. I'll probably get her a Hello Kitty holster from Cliff at Cold War Concealment or some shit. Uh, but y'all go check out Cold War Concealment. Check out Cliff. Uh, his site is currently down, but. I saw he had a social media post, I believe it was either today or yesterday, that it should be up in a few days. Uh, And it looks like he has a new logo. So I'm pretty interested to see what the fuck Cliff's got going on. Uh, But check out Cold War Concealment. Let them know that 2A Lifestyle sent you over there. Uh, Helping our sponsors is is another great way to help this show. It shows that, hey, we appreciate you sponsoring 2A Lifestyle. Uh, You make great shit. Uh, Here's fucking take my money kind of shit kind of deal so let's go ahead and end on the main segment and let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews Well, this is something that we just posted today in the social media webs uh, in going into Gun Gear News and Reviews. Glock has dropped that they are releasing a Glock 43X and a Glock 48 in MOS with a rail. Now, if you are familiar with Glock in any way, shape, or form, you'll understand that Glock likes to release like the very fucking base version of whatever their model is. And then they like to add on shit uh, so that way Glock fanboys and Glock uh, devotees will have to drop another uh, 450 to $700 on. 
You know, we've seen it with uh, going into the Gen 4 to Gen 5s. Uh, you've seen it going in with uh, release in models in the MOS style, shit like that. So uh, Glock is going to be releasing a 43X and a 48 with a rail uh, with MOS. From what I can tell from the pictures that we've gotten so far in the advertisements is that they no longer have the plates and then also something that is interesting is that in regards to price point uh, now this is what I thought was really interesting because the price is actually not as much as I thought it was going to be um, price points for law enforcement if you are law enforcement it's gonna be 398 and commercial sales is going to start at 485 now uh, that is pretty interesting and something else that I've seen in reference to a distributor is that it is going to be hitting stores on the 1st of September so now Glock has either set themselves up pretty in this gun panic that we have going on is that uh, Glock is going to be releasing super concealable guns which is kinda of what's been the hot thing even though basically any gun is the hot thing right now is what people are just trying to get their hands on um, but you will uh, see that these things are fucking swooped right off the fucking shelves quick and in a hurry and it's probably they I would say they might have them shipping readily and available maybe for the first month I would say I'm gonna say at the most month and a half and then shit's gonna be dried up just like everything else and I guarantee fucking to you that Glock fanboys that aren't able to get their hands on these quick and in a hurry before they're swooped out of the shelves they're going to be paying probably 750 to 800 dollars just to get their handles on one of these um, you're seeing that with just Glock 17s and Glock 19s I'm seeing them on sale on arms list for about 700 dollars and people are Buying that shit at that price, uh, but that is what's going on. So, uh, very interesting. Honestly, I've been looking at a smaller concealable handgun. Um, you know, I'm fucking six five. Uh, I can conceal a Glock 17 like most people can conceal a Glock 19. But I'm trying to get more into appendix waist uh, carry and inside the waistband, and um, obviously. It's just fucking not that comfortable for me. I mean, it's comfortable if, like, I fucking position it a certain way. But, you know, if it gets jostled to another way, it starts fucking hurting my gooch. Uh, or digging into my fucking thigh. Shit like that. Um, so, uh, I've been looking for a short-barreled option like that. I was looking into uh, maybe a 365. I was looking into maybe a shield. Uh, but I like the uh, SRX. I think the shield arms. Uh, 15 round magazines for the Glocks, even though they're basically sold out of everywhere. Um, but, you know, a Glock's a Glock's a Glock's a Glock. I can pick up any fucking Glock uh, and shoot bullseyes with it all fucking day at 10 to 15 yards uh, and consistently hitting A zone targets at 25 just because I've had so much of a fucking round count with Glock 22s and then Glock 17s. So, next bit is going to be coming uh, from farms block and I'm a humongous real avid fan I'm just gonna say uh, you can fucking call me a shill all you want but I think real avid um, they put the most thought into their gunsmithing products their armor products and because of that uh, the functionality the thought the ergonomics of it I'm just a humongous fucking fan now I will say real avid is a bit pricey but what you get for the money um, in regards to, like I said, what they think and what they put into designing their 
their gunsmithing and armoring tools, it's pretty much worth it. Um, they have come out with a new master sight pusher tool. Now this master sight is supposed to fit most modern handguns. And if you don't know what a pusher tool is, is if you look on the rear sight of your handgun, uh, basically what you have is a little slot that your rear sight moves to the left or the right. Uh, every fucking time I take somebody to the range and they say my gun's off, uh, I you know take it, shoot it at five yards, see the groupings on it, um, and if they're not full of shit, with nine times out of ten they are, because they just can't shoot for shit, at that point in time, I'll take my pusher tool out. My pusher tool uh, is just a simple, uh, I think it's like it's like NC Star. If it's not NC Star, it's basically the exact same fucking thing. You can get it online. I think I got mine on Amazon for like about 40 bucks, 45 bucks. Um, it is not like the best thing in the world. I've had to knock uh, pistol slides out of it because they get stuck because it, again, it's like I said, what Real Ava does that these people did not do, uh, it just wasn't very well thought out in regards to how it was built. Um, now that this Real Avid Master Sight Pusher has come out, um, I probably will uh, you know, I might get this. Maybe not immediately, uh, but when my sight pusher finally pisses me off enough that I fucking throw it against the concrete and I bend something beyond repair, uh, I'll have to get it. Now, this Real Avid uh, Master Sight Pusher is MSRP is 149 Now, Real Avid stuff normally sticks around that MSRP. Uh, I would be, if you see it for around like 130 135 that's a really great deal, and I'd fucking jump on it like a fat chick on a cupcake. Uh, so that's something you need to uh, look into if you are getting into putting in like either suppressor height sights or uh, night sights on your firearms. It's something you need to get. All right. Uh, next thing comes to us from Amaland, uh, and Palmetto State has released their new AKV. Now, what the new AKV is basically, it is just a nine millimeter AK style uh, pistol slash rifle. Um, and it is, you know, it's, it's kind of cool looking. Uh, um, I like AK style rifles. It's just something that I really need to put more rounds down. I have a couple AKs, uh, but like I said, it's something that I really need to put my hands on and get some rounds with to make sure I know, be more proficient in, I should say. Um, it is, MSRP is... And, you know, here's something that's kind of fucking thrown me off in regards to this. Um, the fucking uh, old fucker at Palmetto State. Palmetto State, you know, they still haven't released their dagger, which I think is fucking amazing. Um, I, you know, I really want to get my hands on one because uh, I'm interested to see how well it performs. And then also... They said they were going to release their own version of the MP5, and they've stated that they're going to release their own version of the MP5 almost two years ago. And their uh, dagger, which is a compact nine millimeter, they stated they're going to release that about a year ago now, and they still have not done so. Uh, and they stated that the dagger was supposed to have been released in the second quarter of this year. Obviously, it's still not fucking out. 
but they were able to release this. I just don't see a whole lot of people that were wanting this. Now, I think it's cool because it takes the CZ 9mm mags, um, which aren't too expensive. Uh, it's a good platform to build your magazine, uh, your rifle on, the good magazine to build your rifle on. Uh, and the MSRP is on just under $1,000. Uh, but again, you know, going to forums and social media pages and listening to other podcasts and talking to other gun owners, never fucking heard a single person say, I just really wish there was another AK 9mm variant. None. So, uh, I don't know what fucking they're doing, but that's what they've done. Next thing comes to us from Ballistic, uh, and Silence Co. jumps into the AR market with its first lower. Now, when Silence Co. realized that they were going to release a new, big, late, and great product, I thought it was going to be something in the AR market, market just because the AR market is jumping off the fucking chains just because of the, the panic buying that's been going on. But I thought it was going to be something like an integrally suppressed AR-15, um, because it is fucking Silencer Co. Uh, and, uh, you know, they make silencers, suppressors. So, But they didn't. They made this fucking lower. And the MSRP on this lower is 250 Now, it is a billet lower, all this other kind of shit. But is this something that the fucking market needed? No, because you know why? You can't find any fucking parts for that AR-15. It's, you know fucking almost impossible to find good name brand barrels. It is almost impossible to find uh, good name brand handguards. Shit like that. So, I don't know what Silencer Co. was thinking when they came up with this, but again, here we are with it. And the last thing I want to talk about in the gun gear news and reviews is if you looked at my social media page, and I've actually mentioned this on the podcast. I think it was either last episode or the episode before. I uh, got some Walker silencer earbuds in the Bluetooth model. Now, I got these in because uh, when I was down with the Rona and I started feeling better, but I was still too early to go back to work, I decided to start hitting the range, and that's when I got my CMMG AR-15 conversion kit and my Glock 44 and 22 long rifle. Um, I had a Bluetooth speaker with me and it was just blasting some music, uh, some FUDs and boomers on the range. And I belonged to a you know pretty big private range. These motherfuckers couldn't have gone to another bay down the road where they couldn't have heard my music. Uh, they decided to get into the fucking bay right next to me and they started to complain to the club uh, officers about my music. So I decided to get these things. I got them in. Um, Immediately, they didn't work. Uh, but, again, if you looked at my social media, I'm not really going to blame that on Walker just because my delivery guys are pretty fucking rough on my shit. Uh, and I've complained numerous times to, especially fucking FedEx. FedEx is normally who I have problems with. But, you know, it's been UPS as well. Uh, I've complained to them about them just basically chunking shit and trying to see if they can make a dent in my house uh, or if it's says electronics like you know it'll it'll fucking be a box like for example uh i had a uh sound bar uh delivered it wasn't in any sort of box it literally was in the sound bar box so this motherfucker knew it was a sound bar and it was storming that day uh he decided to leave that bitch not under the ease of my house where i could still get wet no this motherfucker left it right on my front po- uh front porch where there was no covering and it was destroyed so uh, again, I wasn't too concerned with Walker. I was like, you know what? I'll give him another chance. Called him, got an RA number, sent it off to him. 
couple weeks later, I just, you know, hadn't heard anything back. Normally when I send shit off, uh, you know, that sometimes I'll get uh, an email back. Because, you know, I had to give my information and shit uh, to him when I got my return authorization number. Uh, you know, I, I normally uh, get an email back saying that my replacement product has been sent out. I didn't get anything like that, so I just called Walker up, um, which... I thought it was going to be a nightmare because actually to get the return authorization number, I had to call them four different times because if somebody doesn't pick up within like five minutes, uh, you automatically get disconnected. So uh, end up you know getting a hold of them, talked to this uh, fine individual, and they said that they did not send me uh, the silence earbuds, which they're three hundred bucks. Uh, they decided to send me Razer Bluetooth headsets, which uh, are completely different. They're not earbuds. They're actually over-the-ear sets, um, which in Alabama, wearing an ear set, it gets kind of fucking hot. Uh, and, you know, it's like about half the price of what I paid for those fucking things. And I was like, so wait a second. Y'all y'all sent me this in instead of what I sent you? Um, yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, well, uh... Are you sure you sent his silencers? Yeah, yeah, that's what it says in my return authorization. Um, well, uh, sometimes what they'll do is they'll send uh, the closest thing they can if we don't have the original product in stock. And I'm like, oh, so you just did that without telling me? Uh, Short me like, a, you know, 150 bucks? Uh, yeah, you know, they should have, they didn't call you? No, they didn't call me. Well, uh, going so on and so forth, they said, well, uh, you know, you'll get your razors in stock. Um, use those until the silencers come into stock and once you find out the silencer earbuds are back in stock give us another call and we will send them out and then you can send us the razors back but we might let you keep them I don't know it just depends on who you talk to that day I said so you're telling me I have to fucking call or you know keep checking the website to see when the silencer earbuds come back into stock and I have to call you again to send them back out to me. They're like, yeah. And at this point, I was just so fucking frustrated. Um, I was just like, you know, fuck it, sure, that's fine, whatever. I just thought it was stupid as fuck. Um, so a couple days later, um, I get my package in from Walkers, and it is the Silencer Bluetooth earbuds. So this motherfucker had no idea what they shit me. Um, I'm happy, I, you know, but the whole time I was checking the, the website every fucking day to see if they got those silence earbuds in to see if I can uh, get my silence earbuds replaced, but I ended up getting them replaced. So that is going to be in our next Gun Gear News and Reviews. I went ahead and connected them to my cell phone. They work pretty spectacularly. Uh, the case is pretty nice, all that kind of good shit. The sound quality is really good. Uh, the passive um, electronic earplay is pretty good, so... I can't wait to take them to the range and give you guys a good review on them. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting towards the end of the show and get into the gun gear or the uh, gun culture segment. Alright, in this gun culture segment, we're going to be talking about every fucking kid that grew up in the 90s, and if you fucking were born in 97 or 98, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about, but if you were born in the mid to late 80s, or if you were born in the early 90s, you know this movie, because I'm 
absolute certain either you own the game or your buddy own the game and y'all fucking play this all the time and that is 007 GoldenEye now Netflix dropped a bunch of uh, a bunch of James Bond movies on there so you can actually watch this on Netflix but this was pretty iconic to me because this was actually the first Bond movie I really remember watching and then of course me and my friends played this shit on Nintendo 64 all the time Fucking all the cheat codes you could do it. You know, I fucking remember uh, looking up on the slow-ass dial-up internet, looking up cheat codes because my friends told me that there was. I'd write them down, uh, go to my fucking N64 and start, you know, punching in the cheat codes. Get things like the golden gun, get things like paintball mode and shit like that. Uh, I mean, it was just an amazing fucking awesome video game. Uh, the movie is pretty good as well too, but uh, I, I just really picked this just because of the nostalgia from the video game. Uh, and there was a lot of great fucking um, uh, video or firearms in this movie as well too, because you got to think this was made in 1995, and of course Pierce Brosnan uh, was the James Bond character, and uh, it was you know kind of classic. Uh, you know, 90s James Bond because there was a lot of explosions, gun firing scenes that, uh, you know, the late 80s, early 90s action movies had uh, and, and all that kind of good shit. So let's start listing some of the guns that were in there. Of course, in regards to handguns, you have the classic James Bond, Walther, PPK, N32 ACP. Uh, of course, you had some of the bound bad guys, which, if I remember correctly, this was the last movie or the second last movie that Russia was the enemy uh, of James Bond. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Browning PDA, uh, of course, it was in the 9x19. Uh, you had br a lot of Brownings, Browning BDMs. Uh, you had the Makarov PMs, of course, because you had some Russians. Uh, you had the CZ-52, again, because you had some Russians. Uh, you also had a cool little Astro 2000 cup, a little short, snubby gun. Uh, you had a MAS Mac MLE 1950 pistol, and then of course this was held by some Russians. Uh, you had a really old, cool, looks to be like a Gen 1, possibly Gen 2, uh, Glock 17. Uh, of course, fucking Russians, you have a fuck tons of AKs and AK variants in there. Just AKs, 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 AKs. Uh, you had an M16A2. Uh, you also had an interesting Remington rolling block in there. That was just a wall hanger in Zerkovsky's gun case in there. Uh, you also had an MAS 4956 rifle. And then, of course, you had in the machine guns RPKs, RPDs, PKMs, a Dishka, uh, M134 minigun. Uh, in the submachine guns, of course, you had the HK MP5A5, and then, of course, a Norinco Type 69 RPG MK19 grenade launcher, uh, M136 AT4. I mean, there's just fucking on and on and on and on and on and on. So many amazing, cool, you know, kind of nostalgic, especially Cold War guns in there. Um, I definitely recommend. Um, especially if you are young and you don't know this and uh, you only are familiar with the fucking, what is it, Daniel Craig, um, I think is the new James Bond. If you're only familiar with him, uh, check out GoldenEye. Uh, I you know fucking, 
when I got back into the dating scene after my last divorce, uh, fucking was dating some younger chicks, and uh, GoldenEye is one of the cultural references that they didn't get, so... If they don't know what GoldenEye is, especially the N64 GoldenEye, uh, they're too young for you, bro. So, go ahead and check out GoldenEye on Netflix, and let's start wrapping this up. Yeah, let's take a hit on a pipe dream. Was a fate or mistake, cause that time ain't up. Yet a parts of my mind don't get much blood. Yeah, you want someone dead, mummy, call me up. You look like a twisted Robin Hood. Yeah, you take from the rich and the poor and us. Wearing diamond shoes where you walk your pugs. In a time you create where there ain't no love. Well, guys, I want to greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. Again, if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, so that way you can stay up to date on the newest uh, episodes that come out. And also, leave us a review. Leaving us a review is the best way for people that are looking for gun-related content to find us. Also, check out our social media. We are on Facebook under the number 2A Lifestyle, on Instagram 2 spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Also, check out our Patreon. Anything that you guys give us, we really greatly appreciate. All that money goes directly back into the podcast and pays for the publishing. It pays for uh, equipment. It pays for us to uh, do cool shit like hopefully going to SHOT Show this year, all that kind of cool stuff. Also, check out our new website. I didn't mention this in the intro, but we have a new website now, 2alifestyle.com. It is pretty fucking spectacular, if I do say so myself. took me a long time. We are doing blog posts on there, so if you're interested in some of the newest and greatest uh, of the gun news in the gun industry, go ahead and check it out. Uh, And also, uh, join a gun-related advocacy group. I'm going to say this all the time, Uh, you know. The NRA is pretty fucked right now, but there are a lot of great gun organizations out there. Uh, There's the Gun Owners of America. To me, the Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy Coalition are fucking killing it. Um, Also, join your state advocacy organizations. I am a member of Bama Carry. Uh, Just renewed, actually, my Firearms Policy Coalition and my Bama Carry membership uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it's either right before or right after the last uh, podcast we did. But, um, you know, it's great stuff. The state advocates are the ones that I think that do a lot of great work, uh, and we really need to support them. So check out your local gun amendment advocacy or your Second Amendment advocacy groups, your gun advocate groups, uh, and support them financially if you can with your membership or your donations. And with that, I will go ahead and wrap this bitch up, and I will see you guys in two weeks. And until then, keep enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Like a fairy tale, I just can't pick up the phone again. This time I'll be on my own, my friend. One more time, I'm all alone again.